Whew. Yeah, I went to a vision um, dur- during worship and really just confirmed w- where I felt like we were going to go tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah. So as I was, as we were worshiping, I, I just closed my eyes and, uh, and I, I just, I saw the Lord. Thank you, Bryce. So appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, so I saw the Lord, and uh, and I actually saw um, it was super interesting. But because I, I was meditating on what what we're really going to touch on tonight, which is the compassion of Jesus, and uh, and and He literally took His from Himself, and He broke off a piece of His own body, and He gave it to me, handed it to me like this, you know, and. Uh, I mean, just the f- it's it's out of his compassion that he gives. You know, he just gives whatever the need is. He can't help it, man. He's like, man, I just I have compassion. I move with compassion, and I give. And I looked up the <laughs> the Greek for the, for compassion. Oh, man, sorry. <laughs> it's like splagnizome. It's a super interesting word. To be moved in the inward parts. To feel compassion. I feel compassion. Have pity on and moved. It actually not only speaks of the inward parts, but specifically your, your, your organs, like so deep inside of you that they denote the seat of afflictions. So it's literally I'm moved in an inflicting way of compassion towards your afflictions. Like, like because you're afflicted and I see it, I'm moved with affliction. And then, you know, obviously in the vision, which I'll get to, just to show you it's biblically based, you know, he gives of himself and he breaks off his own self and the answer's him, you know, and he, I, I love it. He takes whatever's available and whatever's around, but what he gives is he gives of himself, you know, uh, whether it be the large crowd and he's moved with compassion because they have nothing to eat. So he takes the loaves and fishes and breaks them and then gives of himself the supernatural and adds to it and there's more than enough there's there's leftover or whether it's the leper that you know he sees and he sees the suffering of him and he and he's moved with compassion so he he gives of himself and his in he- its healing and we know it's of himself it's even the woman with the issue of blood who comes and grabs his garment he says i feel virtue leave me i feel it go out of me and he gives of himself. Man, you know, this Jesus, his mercy, his compassion, his humility. Like, I want to know him in the fullness of it, you know. And it's in these attributes of him, within his mercy, within his humility, within his all-sufficiency, 
and within his compassion that healing flows, that provision flows, that deliverance flows. It's like sometimes I'm wondering if some of us are void healing because we don't receive his compassion. We don't understand that he is compassionate and that it's so freely accessible and that he's so willingly just able to take from his own self and give it to us. You know, he said, my body, the bread. Then he goes on to say that the that healing is the children's bread. Healing is the children's bread. He says, my body is the bread broken for you. Men shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Who proceeded from the mouth of God? Who proceeded from the mouth of God? Jesus proceeded from the mouth of God. When the Father speaks, He speaks forth Jesus. Jesus is the Word made manifest. When you see Jesus, you see the spoken Word of the Father. He's the visible express image of God. He is His thoughts, His heart, His will, His emotions, all manifested in fleshly form. This is Jesus. This is Him, man. Unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood you can have no part in me his blood washes you from sins but can i tell you his body heals you from all diseases the chastisement of our peace was upon him he was bruised for our iniquities by his stripes we are healed through the shedding of the blood, we get forgiveness of our sins. And through the breaking of his body, we get healing for our bodies and our souls. We must understand where this comes from. We must understand the real compassion of Jesus. We must understand that, that no matter what you've done in this life, no matter, no matter what, because can I tell you, the reality is that, that, that when we sow in the flesh, we reap of the flesh corruption. And there's some things that we did before Christ and maybe even in Christ that sowed things of the flesh that has called us to reap corruption in the flesh. It's just a fact. Sometimes that's a factor. Sometimes that's a factor. Faith is a, is a factor. Sometimes it's faith is a factor. Sometimes it's let it be to you according to your faith. Do you believe? I believe. Be healed. I have never seen faith like this in all of Israel. <sighs> He's healed. It's a factor. And all those things play a part. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to Jesus. Do you know why oh, Jesus was so offensive to the religious? He was so offensive. And one, one of the stories where he offends them, and I, I just love it, he offends them because they don't understand that he's the son of man. They don't understand that he is the Messiah. They don't, they don't grasp that. They don't grasp that he has power to forgive sins that just as Moses mediated the old covenant while he was alive on the earth Jesus was mediating the new covenant while he was alive on the earth 
What do I mean? Well, you say, well, nobody had forgiveness of sins until Jesus died, but that's not true. It's not biblical. He said to prove to you that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins, pick up your mat and walk. It was so offensive to the religious because he was in in turn declaring he wasn't merely healing as a healer or a miracle worker, but he was healing the, the, the sinners who brought sickness upon themselves because of sinful lifestyle through forgiving their sins on the earth. And what he's doing here is he's showing us that the forgiveness of sins and healing are tied in right together. That the compassion and the mercy and the love and the deep anguish for your anguish in Christ is all wrapped up together. It's all part of the same love of Jesus. The same sacrifice that he made on the cross. It's all part of the same. Let's go to Luke 14, 1 through 6. six. Listen to this. Now it happened as he went, speaking of Jesus, into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread (laughs) on the Sabbath that they watched him closely. It's going to get a little foggy. Um, And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. So we know what dropsy is when your your face starts to starts to droop dropsy. That's correct, right? Dropsy. <laughs> I'm always I'm always putting <laughs> putting them on the spot. I'm like, she's like, I got to go study up from now on. Every day, Brett's always like, what about this? <laughs> and Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? (laughs) 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 Why right there? Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? just being himself (laughs) is it lawful to heal what how twisted up religious and self-righteous are you like come on man is it lawful to heal you know why he asked them this question because he already knew what was in their heart the Bible says about Jesus, he had no need for anyone to tell him what was in a man's heart because he already knew. He heard their thoughts. When he was in their vicinity, he operated in a gift of the Spirit where he knew what was already in their hearts. He knew. It's the same way Peter operates in it, and he looks at the, uh, the uh, Simon who's trying to, yeah, man, move Holy Spirit. Simon's trying to buy. Um, it's cool. He's good. Leave it. 
Simon's trying to buy um, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and Peter looks at him and says, you have wickedness in your heart. He sees it. It's the same when, uh, when Simon, or not Simon, but uh, Bar-Jesus with, um, with Paul tries to, to thwart the gospel, and Paul sees his heart, and he says, you have wickedness, and boom, blindness strikes him. And he goes out, and then the king repents because blindness hit the dude. You know, it's, it's he knew. And I love it. Jesus is calling him out, and he's saying, listen, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Is it lawful to heal? But they kept silent. I bet they did. <laughs> and he took him and he healed him. And he let him go. Then he answered this, which of you having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit will not immediately pull him out on a Sabbath day? And they could not answer regarding this thing. Saying, if you see a, a, a donkey an animal fall into a pit, which one of you wouldn't go and pull it out on the Sabbath? Does that work? No, it's compassion. You know, you're going to tell me that, you know, it's the Sabbath and you've got, you know, a dog breaks their leg and it's sitting there just whimpering, stuck in the road, about to get run over, that you just, well, I can't work on the Sabbath. So... <laughs> No, you're going to have compassion, you know, but he's also teaching us a very uh, interesting truth that he views sickness, disease as a as a pit. Jesus is com comparing healing to being in a pit. Listen, there are many ways that we can get into a pit. We could fall into a pit accidentally. You know, that could happen. You could accidentally fall into it. People, people fall off ladders all the time and break their leg, break their back. Somebody else, uh, or I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, some people commit sins of omission and don't even realize that their, their choices causes sickness to attach itself to them. You know, especially... Those of us who, y you know, and, and I'm not, I don't want to get into pointing fingers tonight. We're talking about Jesus. But if we've been brought up in a church that didn't preach holiness and didn't preach righteousness and didn't pr preach that the wages of sin are death. But the free gift of God is what? Eternal life in Christ Jesus. But that if you sow in the flesh, this is Paul speaking to believers. He's not just speaking to the. The sinners, you got to remember that he addressed the, the, the letter in which he says this to the saints. If you sow in the flesh, you will reap unto the flesh corruption. But if you sow into the spirit, you'll reap into the spirit life. This is a, a, a spiritual principle. It's reaping and sowing. We didn't like just get born again and then somehow slip out of spiritual principles. It doesn't work that way, man. You know, I set before you today life and death. Choose life. Blessing and cursing. You know, Jesus died to free us from the curse. And the only way you can come under a curse is if you put yourself there. 
It's almost like we think we come under the blood of Jesus and it's like a free-for-all and I'm untouchable. You're untouchable under the shadow of the Most High, abiding in Christ within him daily, seeking his face. That's where you become untouchable. But, you know, there's also a lot of sowing that we did prior. And, and I, I would love to sit here and tell you, do I believe that Jesus totally forgives our sins and washes everything away? Yes. But I'm telling you by experience that, you know, I, I was a convicted felon. I stole from my dad and I got charged. I was a convicted felon. Can I tell you when I came to Christ, that didn't magically disappear. That I still reaped according to the flesh what I sowed in the flesh in my youth. And for some years, I had to walk through that, couldn't get a job, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. It took the testing of my faith, the testing of my heart for a season as I walked with God and was faithful to his word. Then he looked and saw that I was faithful with little and that I would be faithful with much. And he opened a door that I that no man could open. Set me in charge of a million dollar a year company with no business degree, no managerial experience and said, here, they handed me the keys and said, run it like it's your own. I said, well, you know, I was a felon. They said, as far as we're concerned, that person's dead, doesn't even exist. Listen, that's a door only God can open. But it didn't happen day one that I got born again. Actually, it was several years. Well, I would say day one after I really got serious about the Lord. It, it wasn't that. It was years later after. Ten, why? Because I was still reaping some things that I sowed in my youth. We don't like to talk about that. We want to hear the message that, you know, come to Jesus and I'll make your whole life great. No, come to Jesus and die. I want to tell you, come to Jesus and partake in Jesus' sufferings. Denying the flesh, the same sufferings that Jesus went through in the Garden of Gethsemane when he began to, uh, when he began to sweat blood because his will was something other than the Father's in that moment. His fleshly will was something other than the Father's. And so he chose, though, to obey the Father's will, and it brought so much anguish on him that he began to sweat blood. That partake in those sufferings, that there's going to be some things that you're going to want to do that I'm going to want to do that, you know, are of the flesh that I must die to in order to reap of the spirit. You see, in that moment, Jesus could have sown in the spirit. He had the choice to do it. And we don't, you know, we like to think that, well, he was Jesus. He was perfect. It was easy. He came, he died, he lived. But that's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what he went through, man. Tempted in every way, yet without sin, meaning he could have sinned. Tempted in the garden. Father, if you can, if there's any way, take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. If there's any other way, I don't want to do it. What if he had said, I'm going to drink a different cup? How many of you know that in the wilderness, the devil presented him with a different cup? Why would the devil waste his time presenting him with that cup if there wasn't the possibility that he could drink it? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Bow your knee to me and I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. What would have happened if he sowed under the flesh? Reaped flesh under corruption, just like Adam did. Adam sowed under the flesh when he, he took the bite of that forbidden fruit. 
And look what kind of corruption he reaped. It not only affected Adam, it affected everyone. I'm reading in Exodus, and it's very interesting that he says, and I'll visit the sins of the father on generation upon generation, that that literally what they decide just trickles down. I propose to you that when you come to Christ, I totally believe you're set free from every curse. I totally believe you're set free from every generational curse. But I'm very convinced by experience that there is some walking out that takes place. There's some some believing that I need to do in order to access some things that God has for me. And that's typically where it begins. It typically is be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what the will of God is. What? Well, how do I prove what the will of God is? I prove what the will of God is by how I live. That the will of God begins to manifest in my life. What's the will of God? That I wouldn't be sick. What's the will of God? That I'd be healthy. What's the will of God? That I'd never lack anything. It's also the will of God that I'd be persecuted and hated for his name's sake. It's the will of God. It's the will of God that I live holy and righteous, not bound up by the flesh or the sins of this world. It's the will of God. But that doesn't come until I'm transformed, I'm renewed in my mind. So that's what this is. We, we got to really be transformed in the renewing of our mind to understand the compassion of Jesus, to understand what's accessible. Because all this stuff is accessible from the moment you get born again, but we don't walk in it from the moment we get born again. And you can say, where's that at? That's called real life experience. And it doesn't lack faith to say what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we can access it all healing, deliverance, but anybody can get up here and hold a microphone and tell you, Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers, it's all yours, but then you go home and your bank account's empty, and your, your foot hurts, and you're sick, and things stink, and all of a sudden you can't find a job, and nobody hires you, like, I could sit up here and say, hey, maybe you were a felon, maybe you were convicted, maybe you've been to prison, maybe you've been to that, but you know what, come to Jesus, he'll make everything in your life better, and you can go out there and it'll all be perfect, just, just, just sign the dotted line anybody would sign that dotted line but it'd be it'd be a lie of a contract it's not what it says come follow me a matter of fact when you start worrying about what's going to happen and this and that jesus he has a way about saying hey don't worry about that just follow me trust in the lord with all your heart lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge me and then i'll direct your path step by step little by little you know Don't take thought for tomorrow. Tomorrow shall take thoughts of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about what today. We can get so wrapped up in tomorrow that we start sowing in the flesh today. Ooh, and if we sow in the flesh today, guess what we'll reap tomorrow? In the flesh. But if we worry about today and begin to sow in the spirit today, guess what we'll reap tomorrow? Of the spirit. I want to sow the compassion of Jesus into my life. I want to really believe that he takes of himself and gives to me. There's many of us, and I, I, me included, where I have laid hands on the sick and they've been healed while I was sick, while I was in pain. Multiple times. Same exact issues. Matter of fact, I preached in Teen Challenge one time, and a guy got healed of L5S1 herniated disc while I had an L5S1 herniated disc. <laughs> and sometimes it's 
it's spiritual warfare and all that stuff. They're factors. But, you know, sometimes it's that we don't really believe that he'll have compassion on us. Sometimes it's that we don't really believe that he's that good. Sometimes we don't really believe that the stripes were enough. Listen, guys. If faith and believing in his compassion, believing in who he is, listen, they had so much faith in who he was, he hadn't even took the stripes yet. A Gentile, multiple Gentiles, come to him. He supersedes. They had so much. Man, listen, the gospel hadn't yet come to the Gentiles. Okay? And a Gentile comes to him and is so convinced in their minds, in their hearts, has so much faith that he is who he says he is, that literally they prophetically, if you will, reach forward into the gospel coming to the Gentiles and access healing that is the children's bread. And although he said it's not for the, the it's healing is the children's bread, it's not for the dogs, the woman says what? Well, even the dogs eat from the crumbs of the table. She went low in humility and just went through in faith. And what did he do? He was so moved with compassion. He was so moved by her faith that he literally superseded where he was at because he knew the gospel was coming to the Gentiles. You understand? He knew what was going to happen. He's like, oh, I can't, I just can't, I just can't help it. Woo! Be healed. Be healed. The centurion comes. The centurion comes. Roman now. Not, not Jew. Roman centurion comes. Listen, my son. He's a, well, and, and Jesus is already. He's, this Gentile has more faith than these Jews and these rabbis than these scribes. The ones who, who know the word. He's got more faith in them. He's got more faith already. The ones who know the law that read about him every single day. I'm telling you right now, I've been rereading the whole uh, Bible. I started in Genesis. I'm in Exodus now, and I can't get a past the chapter without seeing Jesus. He's right there. And you're going to tell me that they, he was walking around in flesh and that they knew this. They had this memorized. The first five books of the Bible, they had it memorized. And Jesus in flesh is walking around, and they missed him? Whoo. No, you're the ones that had the promise. But a Gentile who has no clue, no upbringing in the law of Moses, no Torah school, no Torah class, he recognizes he's the Messiah and he comes up to him and he, he, Jesus is so moved with compassion and faith. This is what happens. This is the Lord. This is the way the Lord works. I told you, Jesus is the express image of the Father. This is how God works. He comes up to Jesus, and Jesus has so much compassion on him because of his faith and because of his belief that he's ready to go to his house. Do you understand that he can't? You know, no, 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 no. I mean, it took an open vision, an angelic visitation, the voice of the Spirit, and people showing up just at the right time to get Peter to go to a Gentile's house. Acts 10. But Jesus moved with compassion, sees the faith of centurion. He's like, I'm ready to go to his house. Let's go. And the dude, and he then he believes even more. And he goes, No, 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 no. I'm a man of authority. You're a man of authority. 
I say to mine, go, and they go. If you'll just say the word. If you'll just say the word. And Jesus is like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> he not only blew past the gospel ain't to the Gentiles yet, he blew past the lay hands on the sick and they shall be recovered. And he was healed. Man, I just, let's renew our minds. Let's think differently. There's nothing wrong with putting a demand on the healing of Jesus. Why? Because you're simply putting a demand on who he is. Healer. It's not a thing. You know, we're talking about, well, don't be seeking the hand of God and not the heart of God. Healing is the heart of God. How do we know that? The man gets moved with compassion and can't help but heal. Blows past all the regulations. Healed. He loves it, man. It's just, it's who he is. (laughs) The leper comes to him, if you're willing, cleanse me. Of course I'm willing. (sighs) Be healed. You know, but this is what we do. We get self-righteous, very much like the Pharisees. This is what we do, and we go... I'm not deserving of his healing. I'm not deserving. I, I've done too much wrong and, you know, I've, I've sowed in the flesh. I'm deserving of this. I wasn't telling you about sowing in the flesh to convince you that you were deserving. I was just letting you know it's a very real reality. I told you all that to get you to realize that that don't matter anyway. Because he's merciful. Because he's compassionate and he sees your affliction. He hears all who call upon his name. And his name is healer. (laughs) Let's read real quick. Some verses here. Jeremiah 17, 14. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved. For you are my praise. Here again, he ties in the fact that Savior and healer go right together. First Peter 2.24 Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen... Or sorry, that's Isaiah. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. That he might die to sin, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. I want our minds to be, and so whoever left knee be healed right now in Jesus' name. But I want our, our minds to be renewed to the point that we understand and we have the same degree of faith that our sins are forgiven as or sorry we have the same degree of faith that we're healed as we do that our sins are forgiven because they are one and the same there's another time that the the self-righteous pharisees and jesus squared off you know and they love to bring their law and their their methods of flesh they just wanted to beat him and pluck his beard out and spit on it that was their weapons you know and I love his weapon. I'm just going to heal. You know what I'll do? I'll just love more. You know, I'll just have more compassion. 
I'll just give more of my body and myself. And matter of fact, I'll even give it for you. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And they come to him, and there's a crippled man, and he looks at them, and he says, to show you that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins. Take up your mat and walk. <laughs> they were ready to kill him. But what does that tell you? If he forgave his sins, he didn't say, well, be healed. Get up and walk. Be healed. He didn't say that. He said, your sins are forgiven you. And when his sins became forgiven, healing was automatic. It was automatic. He's telling you right here in 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on a tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness by his wounds you have been healed. Jeremiah 33, 6. Behold, I will bring to it health and healing, and I will heal them and reveal to them abundance of prosperity and security. Man, that's a good verse. Isaiah 53, verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. There's our sins. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. Nailed to the cross was sin and the sickness that comes from it. Psalms 41.3, the Lord sustains him on his sickbed, and in his illness, you restore him to full health. Full health. Full health. Not a little health. Full health. Bless, this is Psalms 103.2-4, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So he's about to tell you the benefits of the Lord. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life. Listen to this. From the pit. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Psalms 147.3. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. James 5.15 And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise him up. Listen to this. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. This is James speaking about a believer. What is this saying? This is saying this believer within the church began to commit sins. And because of those sins, he fell into sickness. And if you go and pray this prayer of faith, God forgives his sins and heals his diseases. What's he tie? Again, he's tying them right together. We don't like to hear that. We like to hear all sickness comes from the devil. And we live in a fallen world. And we want to take no responsibility. But this is not biblical. That, is, that happens. 
That does happen. And actually, all sin is from the devil. We know that. All sin comes from him. It's his nature to sin. How do we know that? Because this, the Bible says this. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And in that same verse, he mentions all sin. Matter of fact, let's go there real quick. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. John, First John three eight. I'm just going to give it K KJV style because I can. He that committeth sin is of the devil. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was made manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So what's the works of the devil? Sin. So if the devil can get us sinning, he can get us sick. Fair enough? Third John 1, 2. Beloved, I pray that it may go well with you and that you may be, good at, be in good health as it goes well with your soul. Another one says, I pray that as your uh, soul prospers, your body prospers. What's your soul? Your mind, will, and emotions well, what goes on in your mind? Well, you get renewed and prove what the will of God is. James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Meaning what? Get right, then pray. <laughs> get right, then get prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Exodus fifteen twenty six, saying, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egypt for I, the Lord, am your healer. Deuteronomy seven fifteen. And then Caleb, you want to come? And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and none of the evil diseases on Egypt, which you knew, will he inflict on you, but he will lay them on all you hate. <laughs> Woo. Mm. Jesus. Do you believe that you need to do anything other than repent? And receive what the shed blood of Jesus did for you in order to receive forgiveness of sins. Do you believe there's an added on to that? 
Or do you believe that that's enough? Do you believe what Jesus did on the cross was enough to forgive your sins? Do you? That if you turn from your wicked ways and you seek his face, that he will wash you in his blood. Do you believe that? You have faith that what Jesus did on the cross is enough for you to be forgiven and enter heaven. You have faith for that. But Jesus says what he did on the cross was enough for you to be healed. And I'm telling you, there's some of you tonight Jesus is going to have compassion on. He's yearning. Will you receive it? Will you receive it? Will you believe it? You want to get those lights, Chris? Let's just pray real quick. Let's ask God to help us. Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit. Help. Helper, help. Release faith now. The Bible says that each one is given a measure of faith. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, increase our measure of faith. Give us a revelation of the tie of sickness and sin. And that if we've been forgiven, we've been healed. So I want to take a moment just now as Caleb sings over us and I want you to come to the Savior. I want you to get right with the Lord right now. Every deep, dark sin, everything hidden in the darkness, everything, even the, the selfishness we've done and the justification of our attitudes towards people and the way we've treated them and and we have a right to, and all that stuff, that stuff that we don't even think about sometimes. And, you know, well, at least it's not, I'm not sleeping around. At least I'm not stealing. At least I'm not, it's not one of the big ten, so it's okay. All that little stuff, I want you to let it come up right now. And I want you to ask the Lord for mercy. And just let Him wash you in His blood. Let Him cleanse you in His blood. Just receive forgiveness right now I bet some of you begin to get healed even as you receive that mercy check your body as you do Caleb you just want to sing over us as they pray thank you for joining us on encounter podcast we pray it has been a blessing to you we would be honored if you would prayerfully consider supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly partner or sowing a one-time offering helping us bring the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord to the lost and the continued training and equipping of his bride, the church. For more information on how to become a partner or make a donation, please go to Encounter1078.com and click on the donate button. Thank you and may the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus be upon you.